Welcome back to Millennial Mental Health. This is Stephanie Contra-O'Hara, licensed professional counselor, and today I have with me on the podcast, Nicole. Nicole, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, my name is Nicole Conter. Uh, I currently work at T-Mobile as a mobile expert, and I also co-own a business with Stephanie here um, called Conter & Associates. We do medical billing together. Well, thank you so much for participating in this. You know, I've been really trying to have a variety of guests with a variety of different backgrounds on. So I appreciate you hopping on since I know this is not necessarily what you do on a day-to-day basis. So I appreciate that. Of course. So we're going to talk today about LGBTQ plus population. Uh, Nicole identifies with the LGBTQ plus community, and I figured it would be great to have someone, a part of that community, answer some questions about what it means to identify in that community as a person in 2021. All right. So without further ado, why don't you let us know a little bit about like your story as far as how do you, how was it for you to, to come out and how do you kind of see yourself now in 2020 as like a, a female that identifies as a part of that community? Um, I would say, you know, growing up, it wasn't you know, too difficult, I would say. Um, Thankfully, at least, you know, for my situation, I would say uh, I started to realize when I was in seventh grade what all of these feelings I was having actually meant when I met another um, bi person as well. And it's really opened my eyes to me because she knew exactly, you know, who she was and what it was to be gay. So once I, you know, befriended her, I started to realize, you know, all of the things that she's feeling, I'm feeling, I just really never knew to put a name to it because it was never really discussed or talked about. So it was, you know, even discovering for me what the word gay even was. I had no idea what any of these feelings were. It was kind of just, this is how I feel. And I'm kind of nervous to tell anyone because no one else is coming out telling me these things, how they feel. So it was definitely something that I knew was different, but didn't really comprehend in full what it was. And then after I did, you know, it didn't really have any negative impact on me. I was very proud of who I was. That's how I was raised, you know, never be ashamed of who you are or anything like that. So me finally realizing what it was, um, I started to tell some of my friends and they were very accepting of it as well. I guess they kind of knew before I even knew. (laughs) Uh, So that wasn't too difficult. And going into high school, same thing, you know. It was very simple. I kind of, you know, didn't tell any of my family for a while until I knew, you know, what I was prepared for and ready for. And uh, unfortunately, when, you know, maybe my parents found out they weren't the happiest, but you can't really change who you are. So, (laughs) yeah, I think it's a little bit different. Your experience back in, you know, the early 2000s to a person's experience now coming out in 2021, I think 
the word gay or lesbian, bisexual, transgender is much more communicated about and talked about. I obviously recognize that there's still a lot of people who come out and are shamed or are told that they need to change or, or something. But I would imagine most people know the language now more than perhaps you did in the seventh grade. Like if I were to talk to an average, like fifth, sixth grader, I'd imagine they know what those words are. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's, uh, I would say more normalized now than it has been. It's not quite to where, you know, a lot of people would like it, but it's definitely people know what it is and they aren't very, or at least I would think they wouldn't be questioning like what these feelings are that they were having. I would hope they wouldn't, you know, but yeah, back then that those words were not uh, tossed around. <laughs> yeah. And if they were, they maybe were used in a very like negative way, right? Like, oh, that's so gay or you're being so gay or, or, or something rather than what does gay even mean? Like that really wasn't discussed, I think. Um, at least not perhaps in the our house or in the neighborhoods that we grew up in. What do you think coming out, how, like how do you feel like that impacted your experience or your story throughout high school? I would say I was very well known for being gay at my school. Uh, a couple of my friends around me, they were either gay or experimenting as well. So people kind of referred to us as like the gay group, even though not everyone was gay in there. Uh, it didn't, I would say one of my friends didn't really like being referred to as that. I feel um, she would kind of try to step away and out of the bubble of that and let people know, you know, I'm not gay in a way, which didn't, I mean, I get it. You want your own identity. You don't want to be grouped in with everyone just because the people you hang around with are gay doesn't necessarily mean everyone is, you know, in the circle. Um, but I mean, other than that, you know, I, it helped as far as getting girlfriends, <laughs> I would say, cause my business was kind of out there. And after a while, once I reached high school, I mean, I was already out for two years. So then you start to meet all these new people in high school and get to see, you know, a lot of different people's reactions to it and, other people coming up to you saying, you know, hitting on you, letting you know they're gay as well. That was uh, definitely a journey in its own. Yeah, um, I imagine that's very different from your experience now. I, I know before you've talked about how most people just assume that you're heterosexual and you kind of have to inform them that you're not. And that sounds like a very different experience from what you had in high school, since it seemed like everyone in the community of your school knew. Yes, it was definitely a huge change graduating and getting out of high school and then coming into the real world. Um, you're a lot more nervous, I feel. I would never, I wouldn't say never, but I have not ever uh, been one to, you know, approach anyone like at a bar or something like that versus being in school. It was a lot easier as if anyone knew. I think the sense of rejection uh, hits you a lot harder once you're introduced to everyone and no one knows you, no one knows your story or anything like that. And you don't know anyone either. You don't know if, 
oh, should I maybe go up and talk to this person? They're, you know, they're smiling at me, but you never know, you know, a smile could just be a smile or, you know, they may be interested. It's, it's very hard to tell. I would say my dating life after high school has definitely been a lot harder than when I was well known in high school. So that definitely took a toll. You go for being, at least me, I go for being single for years and then date someone and then single again for years. <laughs> it's not the yeah. Best. How do you feel like that shows up like in the workplace as far as people not really knowing your identity and you having to like inform them rather than them just already knowing? So I would say um, I've had jobs where going into it, people knew just because I knew someone that worked there. That was a lot easier to go into just because that's all anyone, any of the guys I should say ever talked to me about as if like customers coming in and, you know, they want a guy talk with me or whatnot. But I mean, I never really did that either. So it was just, it was a new experience for sure. Um, and then trans, I went to a different store and they didn't know. So everyone just talking to you or even customers like older women, like in their seventies, eighties with their husband standing right next to them. And they're like, Oh, do you have a kid or are you married? And it's just like, um, and it's not that I'm ashamed of coming out. It's just, in all reality, is it really, you know, this person's business? If, I mean, you know, it could come off wrong. They could judge me. It could get awkward after, after that. So, you know, depending, you got to really feel your crowd and who you're talking to and determine whether or not if it's even a conversation to bring up or even with your coworkers or your boss as well, I would say even meeting new people and them, they of course think you're straight as well and trying to put it into the conversation that you're not is I would say uh, a little challenging, at least on my end. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like there's this barrier of being connected right off the bat for for you and your experience. It's Mm -hmm. not just, Oh, yeah, like she's saying, are, are you married? Oh, she's probably assuming that you're married. To, you could be married to a, a, a man. Um, whereas, yeah, kind of explaining to them, oh, hey, X, Y, and Z is actually true. That's probably not a conversation you want to get into with some yeah. random person coming into a, a store to buy a cell phone. Exactly. And it's like coming out all over again. Why do, I don't want to come out. 800 times in my lifetime just because I work in customer service. You know, I didn't really, uh, it's not what I want to sign up for. So I just (laughs) talk about, you know, my life and other things that aren't too personal, I guess, you know, because it it is a personal thing. Some people, they, they make it very, they're loud and proud, which, you know, is not any ashamed in any way. I'm definitely proud, but it's, I don't, you know, I choose who I would tell, I guess you would say. And I guess too, a lot of people, you know, may not be all in customer service to where they're not having the same experience as I am, but meeting a new face every 15 to 20 minutes, <laughs> um, definitely, you know, is different, I would say. Yeah. I've had clients in my office before that, you know, identify as part of the LGBTQ community. And they've sometimes even have told me that, you know, it's not anyone's business to to know 
that part of their life and they don't want to go around just like screaming it from the rooftops because it doesn't feel necessary. It feels like a a personal thing to them and and not something that they need to, again, like have a billboard shouting. Um, So I do really think that it, it really is a personal preference because some people may want to have a billboard that's like loud and, and proud. And I think just because you're more personal about it, doesn't make you any less like proud to be a part of the community. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've gone back and forth and I've thought like, Hey, maybe I just put like a rainbow tattoo on my, you know, visible self or something to where people will just, you know, that'll maybe be an icebreaker to where people that are accepting of it or people that may, you know, feel like they may be gay and they're too nervous or whatnot, you know, to open up that could start a conversation. Um, I've gone back and forth with that as well. But then again, you have people that may be rude to you or judge you because of it as well. So it's kind of like, like putting something on your car that's very either one way or the other way and in hopes that someone doesn't hit you on purpose, you know, (laughs) is a way I would uh, think to explain it as well. But So what do you think would be progress like from where we are now to where maybe you feel like we should be or where maybe other people in the community feel like we we should be as a society like what steps do you think or need to be taken or what do you want to be different about today's culture and perception of the LGBTQ plus community I would say um Having more self like awareness online or even on TV, like I've noticed within at least the last couple of years, uh, commercials have been deciding to put two females in a relationship together and just literally like a minute commercial. The other day I saw this commercial and it was two guys and it was, you know, obviously not shouted out at you what was going on, but you could definitely tell inside of uh, the commercial that they were together, you know, and it was just, it was nice to see that because I feel that a lot of the times in certain shows or TV, like it's not really ever talked about or just anything in general. Like you shouldn't have to, I feel, Google every single thing about something, you know, there should be access to seeing it like as if it's normalized because to me it is to other people, it may not be, but you know, uh, we have to start accepting people for who they are. And there's so many people on this in this world that it's affected, you know, and just people trying to turn a blind eye to it and not see it or not inform their kids or anything like that. It's kind of, you know, bad on them. Or if your kid comes home and starts to ask questions and you don't want to let them know or you're just tippy-toeing around the subject, you should let, you know, your kids know. And I feel like it's been happening more often at least as far as being televised, you know, for people to know who they are and get, get access to stuff that they may not know. And they may think, you know, I've had all of these feelings and 
they put it all together just like how I kind of did, you know, I didn't really have access to the internet or anything and nothing like that was ever on TV back in the early 2000s. So I would say now it's, it's to me, I would a, a lot more advanced than it was in the past. And I think if we keep advancing, it will definitely help and hopefully uh, normalize it to the people who thought it was never normal to begin with. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to like TV shows that I watched growing up. And if someone was gay or bi or a lesbian or, you know, a part of the community, they would almost like make that an episode. Like it was this very like dramatic like situation. Like, ooh, wow, this person's like coming out yeah. where I think it would have been better or more um people would have been more accepting of, of it if there just would have been someone on the, the episode or in the series that identified as bisexual. Like I'm thinking of the show SWAT that I watch on Hulu and, and Paramount Plus is a streaming services. There's a woman on there who's bisexual and she's just bisexual. It's not some sort of like dramatic storyline of her like coming out. It's just kind of accepted on the team um, of SWAT members that she's on, that that's just her, her gender or her sexual orientation. So exactly. I think more series like that and making it less dramatic will help normalize it too. Yes, it definitely, um, when it, they make it a little bit too dramatic, it's <laughs> not the best, you know? And I mean, I get it because sometimes it is dramatic, but I feel advertising it that way and continuously advertising it that way isn't normalizing it, you know? Yeah, for sure. In your experience, did you have any friends or people that you're aware of that coming out story maybe wasn't as seamless perhaps as yours? Because I know there's a lot of there's higher risks of suicide, substance abuse, m mental health issues among the LGBTQ plus population. So I meant not every story is as easy as, oh, yeah, my friends were just like super accepting <laughs> and like it right. was, you know, pretty much OK. I would say I had some um, friends struggle with it. Um, I've had. I would say I see guys more struggle with it more than girls do, unfortunately. And I feel it's just because being, you know, brought up as a boy into a man, people always think like you need to be manly and that's so gross. And, you know, it's, I feel like people normalize females as being, oh, that's so attractive. And guys, unfortunately, as that's so gross, which it definitely shouldn't be that way. Because all of the feelings that the girls are feeling towards girls is the same exact thing as guys are feeling. So why are they uh, being put down more often or being called uh, a lot more names or even being picked on for the fact that some guys can get aggressive? versus, you know, towards another guy versus no, I wouldn't, I've never, at least in my, in my life been approached by a girl trying to fight me because of, you know, what I prefer um, versus unfortunately, I've seen that on the guy side, I've seen uh, a couple guys get picked on and called names and very, very aggressively approached about it. And he, uh, 
thankfully has came to his own now, but it, I, it just watching him go through it and even me like trying to protect him and, you know, stick up for him. It didn't really help his cause either. Um, but you never know what to do in those situations as far as do you help, do you not help? And of course, you know, your first instinct is to help and that might always not be the best of the case, but it's, I would say very difficult or even, um, I have had trans people in my high school as well. And, or even like, you know, walking past someone in college, I would see, you know, you, you, it was just, I don't know what they've had personally, but I couldn't imagine it being, you know, anything good. I mean, even talking about like someone famous, like Caitlyn Jenner, for instance, I feel a lot of people, she was very proud um, of coming out to what she thought she was always supposed to be. And uh, it's just so many people applauded her and a lot of people didn't as well. Or just like people in public bringing it up to me, like like, people that don't know me, you know, like trying to talk about it as conversation. And I try to avert away from that because it's never anything positive, you know, and it's, it's very sad, I would say. Yeah. I want to start off going back to your first point of, I think that a lot of men see women being attracted to women as some sort of like sexy thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember in this poster that was like popular back in the early 2000s where there's like these two girls like lying like naked on a bed or something like acting in a sexual way and like guys would post that like on their walls like in college so I definitely think that there is a like this sexualized acceptance almost even though that's obviously not what it is like people are kind of, I don't know. It's like this weird perception that people have like with women being sexually involved with women. Like it's romanticized. Yeah. That's the right word where like a man being attracted to a man is somehow this like repulsion or something. And Mm -hmm. it's such a double standard, like in such a weird way. And it's just, yeah, I think, that people just need more education. So there's less like hate and less discrimination and prejudice. Um, yeah. Because I think men do have this pressure to be like manly or, or strong and have a lot of testosterone and, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Have as many kids as they could possibly have. And because that's the man way, but there's plenty of different ways to be a man for sure. Yeah. And as far as transgender goes, I think there's such a far way to go with people who are transgender, like people who identify um, as gay or lesbian, you know, that's been a little bit more talked about over the past like 20 years where I feel like transgender, especially with Caitlyn Jenner, you know, sharing who she is with the world, I think that everyone was shocked and like taken aback and like, Oh my gosh, now we have to talk about people who are transgender. And in my mind, it's like, it's not something we should have to talk about. It's something that we need to be talking about. Something that we should have been talking about long before someone as famous as Caitlyn Jenner, um, you know, came out to the world. And it's sad that I think 
she came out when she was like 60 or like 62. Like it's sad that she had to live her whole life like in this, in the shadows basically. And seen as, as like, it was something that she needed to hide. It is sad. And I remember I watching keeping up with the Kardashians (laughs) and towards the part to where at the very end before I'm not sure what season it ended up being to where um, Bruce Jenner finally came out as Caitlyn Jenner. But I remember the very ends of this before that happened, he was very miserable on the show and he was always, you know, argumentative with Chris and just so many things and how like, I don't know, he, I know he pierced his ears first and then he was growing out his hair and Chris was making fun of him and all of this stuff, which I'm sure didn't help the process whatsoever. Uh, And the fact that he was so known as, you know, being in the Olympics and known for all of the manly things that he's done in the past. Well, you know what? She can still do those things. You know, it's not, they didn't, you know, she didn't cut off her legs or her arms. I'm sure she could still do so many of those things that she has in the past. Whereas people don't see that anymore. They just see like, I don't know, just a front or something that they try to like put together or I, it, it's, it, it's crazy to see, but thankfully I don't think she's let her um, be held back any longer. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, things like pride parades are now a thing and much more welcoming and, um, common than perhaps like 10, 15 years ago where you had to like be all hush hush probably if you were going to attend one. Now people even that aren't um, a member of that community are sometimes are excited to be an ally and attend those parades. And I I hope things like that continue to happen and we continue to make more progress, you know, and I don't want to exclude this conversation about pronouns. I feel like that gets to be such a difficult conversation about people being like, why do I have to change my language in order to speak to somebody else? Like, this is the English language. I don't want to have to change the way that I speak. And it's not something that inconveniences people too much. Like if it helps someone feel more welcome and safe and accepted, what is the big deal about changing the pronouns that you use? And it's also, it's not a new word. You know, it's words that we've been using for all of, you know, life. It's just, we were taught that there and there and they and that, and just all of that is just used in certain ways when in all reality, the English language there could mean 20 different things, you know? And it's just, yeah. It's, and it's that can not, change over time. The English language doesn't need to be this stagnant thing. Exactly. And, and that's what we were taught. The, the she, he, you know, it's in all reality, did we pick, you know, no, it's something from however long the English language has been around for that. This is the way that we were cert- like taught that these words mean this, but in all reality, they could also mean all these other things as well. So I think it's just people that are stuck in their ways 
and they think that they have to, I don't know, accepting as a bad thing. It's it it blows my mind. It really does. Where people yeah. think it's inconvenient for them, but how do you think the other person feels? Like, I think it's important to. Rem- I think it's important to remember that people who have an exclusionary mindset feel like they have certain ideas about how the world should be. And, you know, I don't want to side one way or the other here, but I do think that it's important for everyone to educate themselves about the other side. It can be very hurtful to be exclusionary. It can be damaging to a person's identity and sense of self to intentionally exclude them from the conversation. Um, I just, so I just want everyone to, to think about that. Uh, I don't want to get on a, a political rant here or anything like that, but it's important to be informed about how things impact other people's mental health. And that if you are wanting to promote mental health and promote um, well-being, then thinking in an inc- inclusive way is very valuable. Exactly. For all the people that uh, have struggled coming out or living their life day to day, I don't think that no one ever really thinks about how they're feeling, you know, and I think that more people should be open minded to the way that it affects the other person versus only ever really concerning about them, you know. Yeah, it's important to look outside of yourself because not everyone's experience is your experience. And just because someone has a different experience than your own doesn't make their experience wrong. Doesn't mean that they, you know, somehow are disclude or discounting you or hating on you. And um, it's important to remember that everyone needs to have a, a seat at the table of you know our society, and everyone deserves to be treated fairly and equally. Exactly. Well said. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I want to thank you again for taking time to be on this podcast today. I hope that our listeners could relate to something or feel like they were heard or, you know, if you have any questions, um, listeners, feel free to reach out. Be happy to provide any resources that you may need um, or guide you in a direction to a community that could support you and lift you up. So thank you so much for everyone that listened today. And thank you, Nicole, for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. And if anyone has any questions, you can definitely feel free to. Yes, you can go ahead and reach out to Nicole. I will post her email in the description if anyone wants to reach out to her directly. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> <laughs>